This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm live here at Amelia Island this year with Derek Bell. And uh, we're just sitting here reminiscing about the old days at Road America. Uh, Derek, uh, can you shed some light or maybe remember maybe a little fond story about Road America? Well, I went there quite a lot. Um, I don't think I drove single-seaters there. I don't think I drove Formula 5000. I drove a few races. But I remember one of the first times I went was to... David Hobbs was driving the Carling Black Label Can-Am car at the Can-Am race at Elkhart Lake. And it somehow coincided with the fact that... um, the Indy 500 had been rained off, as it invariably happened. So he couldn't do the, our race at Elkhart Lake, or his race. So he asked me to stand in and drive the Carling Black Label car. And the first time I'd driven the can actually, I lie, no, it was the second time I'd driven um, uh, uh, another one before that, um, which was a, not an M8F, it was like a G, uh, an early one, M8E or something, very nice little car for Lothar Moschenbacher, <clears throat> but that was at Mid-Ohio. So I went to drive this big car, the proper sort of M8F, whatever the top uh, of the tree, McLaren, for um, David, with David, or for David. And I met, unfortunately, because I hadn't qualified or anything, I had to start from the back of the grid. And, you know, to take that sort of car out on a place like Elkhart Lake when you you know the track but you don't know the car with all that power, I mean, the others, and it was only a 100-mile sprint anyway, so the others all take off and go, and I've no idea where I finished. I'm sure I didn't do very well, but that was my first ex- you know, experience with a really super big car at Elkhart Lake. And, of course, <clears throat> excuse me, then went on to drive, of course, the, nine, the, the 962s with Giampiero Moretti, and then, of course, prior to that with Al Holbert, of course, during that era. So I had lots of great experience. I think we won... I know we won the 500 once, um, Al and I did, at Elkhart Lake, and then I drove with David Hobbs in the BMW North America, it was a 320 turbo flyer BMW, and we didn't expect to win it because it's such a fast track, and I remember probably my best memory was driving that little car there and suddenly finding ourselves winning it, but it was super fast, but we never thought it was quick enough you know, to have the legs on it to, to blow everything off on the straights. But it was so good around the corners. So that was quite a big experience for me. The one quick question, uh, were you faster than David Hobbs, I guess? Always, yes. Yeah, okay, because you know David is going to probably give us another side of this story. But uh... No, uh, <clears throat> I have to say, um, I don't know if I was. Uh, David was a hell of a driver in that car. But, you know, I supported him, I think, pretty well, in, in all honesty. And I never looked at times. It would be very, I mean, I never, you don't know what a guy has done during his two hour stint. And it was, a, it was 500 miles. So in his two hours, we probably did three stints overall between us. And, uh, you know, you don't study every lap. You're only interested in the pluses and minuses on the cars behind because it's not totally relevant. He might get rain, he might, you know, you have old tires which you need, you need to freshen up. 
So I, I never, I mean, I'm, afterwards, if somebody said, Crumps, Derek, you did some really quick laps, well, I might have noted it and gone, wow, did I really? I didn't know that. Well, I mean, with David, who was the first one to the, have a bratwurst, I guess? <laughs> well, David, yeah, I, I did used to like those. I have to say it was very special up in that area around Milwaukee and sort of have some of the grub you guys have up there. No wonder you all look fit and healthy. Yes, all oh, we'll definitely. We'll have a bit of a tummy. You, you have, you're pretty slim. Yeah, thanks, thanks, buddy. I appreciate it. But it, it's great to see you here, um, as always, you know, accomplished so much in, in the world of uh, sports car racing. What, what, what do you think of how it's changed now when you're looking back at when you won, you know, at Le Mans? Le Mans is a different thing, like Daytona is a different thing. Um, I have to say, um, I, I, all, all I can really say is I think that us lot, you know, me and all my teammates, you need great teammates. I had lots of those fabulous team drivers. Uh, you need to have the best car and the best teammates and you're going to do extremely well unless you make a mistake, which we didn't do very often. As John Wire would say, I don't pay you to crash. And um, so you had to keep it on the road. And he was a great a guiding light for me, Mr. Wire, was he ran the, the Gulf Mirages and the GT40s and then the 917. So <clears throat> he sort of taught me a certain discipline. And uh, I think, you know, what we had was the most incredible era of sports car racing, which I don't think will ever be matched because you can't go out and buy those phenomenal cars. And I think the greatest thing that, that all that era, whether it was in America or whether it was in the World Championship over in the rest of the world as well, you could, Porsche would sell a Porsche 962 and they would sell it from, you know, whatever the price was, $350,000, whatever it was. The owner, whoever it was, Bob Aiken, you know, whoever you like that owned them, they could then go out and hire a driver to go with them. And there were a lot of us out there that were capable of driving uh, fast cars fast. And, um, you know, you knew you could do well for a moderately low amount of money. Now it's got out of all proportion. And there's only two Porsches out there in the races. And uh, there's only two uh, Toyotas out there. Uh, there aren't any Audis at the moment, certainly in the World Championship. And there won't be any more than those two of each brand because nobody can afford to buy them and run them because they cost, their budgets are sort of hundreds of millions a year. Now, our budgets were probably, in real total, might have been a million a year at the end of the day. But you can't compare it. And we had great racing, but the fact was there were, there were 10, 15 Porsches starting Le Mans. And over when we started at Daytona, there'd be 10 or 12 962s out there. All right, people say, how boring C16 Porsches go around. But there were lots of other cars too. There, you know, there were Jaguars in there, there were Nissans, there were Toyotas and, and, and other stuff as well all capable of winning. It's just that you could buy a Porsche and you knew you were going to finish pretty darn well. And, uh, you know, they provided that sort of pool of cars for which you could go and buy. Nowadays, you can't. There's only two top cars, four top cars two in two different teams. So everybody else is going to go run behind them. And I think that's, you know, a, a retrograde step for sports cars. It's very exciting. Think of, oh, wow, a hybrid. Look at the power it's got, the acceleration and all that and the cornering. What's the good of that if you've only got four in the race? A, a great point. Uh, did you were you able to drive a 919? I know there was talk about you getting in and driving yeah, one. I, um, I haven't. Actually, it's, no, but I mean, they still talk about it. They, they talked about it in the last year at uh, Rensport. Um, maybe next time I might have the chance to get in. 
Um, I mean, they keep saying I should, and I think, you know, I, I, I could, I could easily drive one. It's not complicated. I mean, right. you don't have to fiddle with all the switches. They just say, like, you know, Mark Weber said to me, it's all right, Derek, we'll just give you, you know, 800 horsepower and off you go. And that's all I, all I need for the experience of driving it. You know, I mean, I've driven cars with a 1,000. I was in a P1 McLaren recently, and that has 900 to 1,000 horsepower. And it was magnificent. I mean, the cars are unbelievable to drive nowadays. And it's not electronic horsepower, like the 919, no. where it's controlled from yeah. the pits yeah. because yeah. it burned the tires off. That's right, exactly. Back when you drove, you had to use your foot. I think George Fulmer always says yeah. it, that... My foot was my traction control. Yeah. It, it, well, it was. And I mean, I, you know, I talk about it very much, particularly with the beautiful Lernbrow Porsche sitting here on, in a photograph, nonetheless. But, I mean, you come out of a corner. We had 800 horsepower. And, of course, the car was pretty, relative to today, fairly crude. It had ground effects. But we'd come out and we'd be balancing it, as George said, on the throttle as we came out trying to get the minimum amount of wheel spin. So we're trying to get the straightest line out of the corner and have full throttle. The two things weren't easy to do. Derek, it was really good seeing you here, and it was, as always, you're always gracious and pleasurable. Thanks, Eddie. To be with. Good to be Thanks. With you. Thank you. Okay, Thanks a lot, I bro. I'll see you later. I'll send it to Justin. Yeah, do. Yeah. yeah. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.